glass, so DJ turn me up. DJ turn me up. I like my music loud, so DJ turn me up. DJ turn me up. I like my music loud, so DJ turn me up. DJ turn me up. I like my music loud, so DJ turn me up. DJ turn me up. Trying to get hit, musical loudest, nigga but hits If I hop on it, then do what you get I just go in like the fit of a switch I come to party, trying to get hit Musical loudest, nigga but hits If I hop on it, then do what you get I just go in like the fit of a switch gentlemen welcome in welcome to the show it's episode 307 of kicking it with the king it's good to be back your host gabriel hernandez as always g the king official on instagram g the king mma on twitter ladies and gentlemen follow me follow our show at kwtk pod both on instagram and on twitter it's good to be back it's been nearly a week ladies and gentlemen and i'm sincerely sorry but a quick little shout out to everybody who tuned in to episode 306, Friday the 13th-ish. I know it was a, it was a real good episode because in fact, like the day after I posted it, no, probably like a couple, few days after when I had some time on my hands, I was at work, I was busy, I have the ability to use my headphones and my phone at the time and I'm allowed to, so I... um turned on that episode and I was like what is something that's gonna pass the time without me really thinking about the time that's happening and you know I, I then in fact turned on the podcast just to kind of like you know sit back and critique and see what um you know what I can work on what I can do better or just you know have a simple you know like a, a simple just you know have a simple uh you know just critique just listen to a good show I mean I like it because um, in the very beginning, when I first started, I really didn't have set topics or, you know, really know how to talk about things in a structured manner, like breaking it down into segments, like reading off what we're going to be talking about and stuff like that. And, you know, I think it's important to have self-growth when it comes to doing stuff like that. So, yeah, just listen to it. And then, um, like, I, you know, just listen to it. It was, it was a good show. It was, it was a... Let me see. It was about an hour and 34 minutes long, broken off into two parts because, like I said, we got higher than fuck the first half. But then, like, I lost my pen, my, my stizzy pen. It was right in front of me, actually, but I was just so high to see it, and I was in the dark, and I was just like, it was a mess. So, yeah, like, we ended up doing that. Then, you know, fast forward to the last few days, um, probably yesterday and the day before. Oh my goodness, I spent so much money on alcohol. Oh my god, we had we had so much parties, we had so much fun. Um, my friend came over last night. We got absolutely. We didn't get really wasted, but we got pretty fucked up. We got pretty buzzed, ladies and gentlemen. So yeah, I got I got pretty damn buzzed. 
last night and we were drinking Modelo's to the point where we could speak fluent Spanish. It's like, oh my God, it was crazy. So I got to tune it down. It's Saturday night or Saturday. Actually, it's not even um, 1 p.m. Pacific time just yet. Yeah, we said we were going to start early in the morning, and that's exactly what we did. And we're here now, and uh, we have a list, though. We have a list of today's things that we were going to break down and both talk about. And we're going to get to those things. But um, I just quickly wanted to say, like, uh, before we start, as always, um, follow us, subscribe, like, share, rate, or review our show. We're available everywhere you get your shows, ladies and gentlemen. You don't have to worry about that. Kicking with the King is available everywhere. You get your shows streaming exclusively on Spotify, um, iTunes, iHeartRadio, everywhere you get your shows, ladies and gentlemen. Um, you won't miss any episodes. Um, subscribe and you know iTunes obviously does a good job of telling you guys when the brand new episodes come out. And we haven't had one since last uh, Friday, but we're here now, and that's all that matters. So, um, at the top of it, it seems like we only put. Um, one thing on there, on the notes. So at the top of that, we will talk about this former UFC middleweight champion, Anderson, the spider Silva released by the UFC, not released. Actually, it was a corrected that, you know, he's parted ways with the organization after like a 14 year run with the promotion. Um, he retires, uh, well, not retires, excuse me. He parts ways with the promotion after that main event loss stoppage loss by uriah hall now he parts ways i mean that's crazy to sit there and actually think about is this like oh my god dude this guy has been fighting forever he's been the longtime middleweight kingpin forever and you know he was one of the greatest you know still regarded as one of the greatest middleweights of all time and now his time in the ufc has unfortunately unceremoniously come to an end Unfortunately, and you know, we hadn't really seen Anderson Silva win a fight instead un until, uh, like, you know, dating back to the Nate, uh, Nick Diaz fight. And, um, you know, that's unfortunate, but, you know, Anderson already at that point, in my opinion, had enough star power and, you know, big enough name to know that any fight that he was going to be in was going to be a big one. And uh, regardless of of his losses and stuff. I mean, obviously you got to win at this high stakes at the, at these, uh, you know, in these day and age of this sport, basically like, you know, you know, Anderson fighting the younger generation of the fighters and somebody that's a little bit younger in the sport than he is like, like a Uriah Hall. I mean, Uriah Hall isn't that young, much younger, but he's young enough compared to Anderson, so, I mean, Anderson fighting with these younger guys, I mean, yeah, I don't know, uh, I mean, it's it's unfortunate to see him go in part ways with the UFC, I mean, he definitely is a Hall of Famer for sure, I mean, multiple time middleweight um, defending world champion, and then, like, seeing what he's been able to accomplish throughout his entire career, the big fights that he's been in, the performances, amazing performances, highlight reel knockouts. He was unstoppable back in his time when he was the middleweight champion. Crazy, right? Absolutely insane. But, you know, shout out to Anderson Silva, though, for sure, because, like, he definitely did show us, you know, obviously, regardless of winning or losing, 
he's always very respectful, you know, heavily respected by lots of different fighters and different people in the MMA community. So, you know, my respects to Anderson. Unfortunately, he didn't really gain or get a win streak on towards the tail end of his UFC career. But, you know, um, the second question on the list is that not only is he just released by the UFC, but what's next and what do I want to see him do? And do I want to see him fight? And where do I want to see him fight? So, um, you know, I mean, if he, he still looked really good in that fight with Uriah Hall. I've got to be honest. I talked about it on the recap uh, when we recapped this like a few weeks ago. Um, we talked about how amazing he looked. I mean, he just left himself open, just like in the Chris Weidman fight. The first Chris Weidman fight, he left himself wide open. He was playing around, and he got caught, and he got knocked out. And, you know, not similarly, wasn't necessarily doing that in this fight. He just, you know, left himself open. A little, left himself a little too open, and, you know, he got un unfortunately caught and dropped and knocked out. You know, unfortunately. But, you know, overall, like I said, he looked great in the fight with Uriah Hall. So, I mean, if he had got absolutely annihilated early on and it wasn't, like, competitive at all, but this fight was low-key kind of competitive. Okay. So, Anderson Silva doesn't have to worry about USADA anymore. Not saying that he's on anything or he needs anything. Obviously, he's had fat, past failed drug tests and stuff like that. But realistically, look how old Anderson Silva is. I give Anderson Silva a pass at 45 years old. I mean, steroids don't help your chin. So whatever Anderson wants to do, if it can help improve his body and help him still train at a high level and still able to perform and fight in the cage and fight against these young, hungry killers, depending on where he goes. I mean, Bellator didn't really seem too keen or too quick to want to pick him up. And they actually made it very open because Ariel Hawani had went and asked Scott Coker about what, what, what he thought about Anderson Silva, you know, leaving the UFC, and if, you know, Ariel Hawani, he likes to stir the pot, you know, basically, like, insinuating, will Anderson Silva be in Bellator, and what are your thoughts about that, and they said, basically, he's happy with where Bellator's direction's going, and all the stars, and he wasn't really interested, but, I mean, Anderson Silva has a, I mean, obviously, like I said, he's had a long, historic career, he's done it all as a former champion, and if he didn't fight again, I wouldn't be upset. Yeah, so, like I said, Anderson Silva's career will always be remembered. And, you know, if you're one of those people that say, oh, his career will be tarnished because of the failed drug test, man. I mean, you can only imagine how many great fighters that abused drugs in the past that nobody ever knew about. It's only a matter of time. I mean, if you really think about it, man, they didn't really test or anything like that back then. <clears throat> they didn't have USADA like that, and they didn't do anything like that. I mean, they had drug testing. They just didn't have it up your ass like that. You know what I mean? <clears throat> I mean TRT was allowed. People were using it. Vitor, Dan Henderson, Randy Couture, and Vitor Velfar, Jesus, was using it. Early on in his career, so, I mean, it's crazy to see, like, I mean, it's crazy to see, like, about that and stuff, how many fighters have used uh, and utilized that throughout their entire careers and stuff, but now more recently being banned in the UFC in modern day, but, you know, like I said, if you're one of those people that 
tarnish or say Anderson Silva's tarnished his career or his legacy or anything like that. I, I strongly disagree because I think that's just a temporary mindset. That's a mindset thing. Like, if you're one to appreciate the fights and appreciate the performances, appreciate what he's done and stuff like that, then that can create a much better narrative for you when you have an idea of and a thought of who Anderson Silva is, right? You want to have a better thought about him. You want to think about him in a, a, a more positive way rather than thinking negative because a lot of these guys we grew up watching, we've watched for years, and, you know, it's best to respect anybody that steps inside the cage. I mean, regardless of the drug test failures, I'm not condoning them or anything like that or saying it's not it's right or anything, but, you know, really... Anderson Silva, I think, you know, the, the d- drugs does not make you better at fighting. I mean, you have the fight IQ, and I'm not defending anybody who uses drug, drugs or performance enhancers or anything. Don't get me wrong. Don't think that I'm endorsing it nor supporting. But, you know, like I said, it's all about the IQ. So at the end of the day, those steroids aren't going to help you win unless you're, you know, physically, you know, outmatching or out grappling or outdoing somebody, but you know, IQ's IQ. You can still get knocked the fuck out being on steroids. That's for damn sure. Anyways, he has he has had an amazing career. All right, moving on. We're actually like freehanding this. I mean, we had the talking about the career of Anderson Silva written down and stuff like that. Well, then again, I guess we could talk about. Where he should fight next. I mean, maybe in Japan or something like that. You think he would do well in Japan? I mean, Ryzen. I mean, that's kind of like the the, the classic Pride days. I mean, remember when Anderson Silva was wrecking shop over there in Pride and everything. And, you know, it, it was a really interesting, like, you know, time. It was an interesting time for the sport, too. Because it was back in Pride. Pride days, he was wrecking shop. King of the cage, wrecking shop. UFC for the longest time, wrecking shop. So, you know, it's crazy to see uh, the career, long career. I mean, he's gone. He's out of the UFC now. He won't ever be back. And, you know, it's like I said, you know, shout out to Anderson Silva. Moving on. As I loaded my, um, loaded the pipe up some good bud i'm actually out of bud my brother gave me some buds of weed because i bought the alcohol yesterday i bought like 12 packs of modelo and i bought another 12 pack earlier that day and we were all getting fucked up and hammered and crossfaded and anything else you want to say however however the fuck you want to um call it whatever however you want to call it it absolutely fun yesterday. I mean, I do have my pen. I just not have not been to the weed shop in a while, at least to buy weed. I mean, I go every so often to restock and get stuff that I need. But like the last time I actually went to the weed shop in local, locally connected, it's a um, connect cannabis co. It's a very popular, uh, what is it, popular store out here in California. How many connected stores are there, like, worldwide? Let's take a look.
How many connected stores? Hey, Siri. All right, let's look. We're looking it up. And there's one in Sacramento. There's one in Stockton. San Francisco. Hmm, that's cool. Yeah, but I went I went in that that shop's actually pretty damn legit though. They have shit that I need every time I go in there, that's for sure. I go in there and I usually get the full gram stizzy pod. And I'm kind of almost halfway out. I'm halfway through with my stizzy pod, actually. So um, probably after next week, I'm going to go back and restock. Do you guys do that? Do any of my listeners here smoke weed? And if so, what are your what are your feelings about it? How, do, how does it make you feel? I know so many people have different feelings about weed and stuff. And we'll get right into that. Um, we'll quickly, let's take a quick commercial break, ladies and gentlemen. All right, and then we're back. Well, it varies, honestly. Like, I know lots of people that smoke weed. I've seen so many different opinions throughout the years that I've seen about people smoking weed. Or being associated with it. Or talking to people who do smoke weed. Or just being best friends. Or being their significant other. And all these different other things. Some people just think it's like the ultimate drug. And like, do you think about certain jobs and shit like that? You're thinking like, they're going to drug test you for weed. Because Why? Because it's one of the most popular things and frequently a lot of the things that, you know, people that, you know, that know they won't pass a drug test, they don't go and apply for these certain jobs or they'll figure out a loophole around it, right? They'll, they'll look for a loophole around smoking weed. But that's not even what we're talking about. We're talking about the effects. We're talking about how people feel. Like, so people, something, you know, for me early on, um... It was feeling hella nervous, like paranoid, getting anxiety, not being able to tell if people knew that I was high. I mean, trying to hide it from people. And I'm just like, it's just, I'm trying to hide it. And then you don't know if you're saying too much or acting too abnormal or acting too out of it and stuff like that. So it's just the anxiety and like the social. And for me personally, it's social anxiety, like getting in, 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 like waiting in line, for example, at a fucking supermarket, right? Waiting in line, going through a store full of fucking people, especially when it comes to Walmart and shit. And you know, it's just packed, man. I don't, regardless of the corona or not, I just don't like to be packed in like that. You know what I mean? But, um, yeah, so it just depends on your tolerance level. It just depends on (coughs) what you prefer. It just depends on your tolerance level, you know what I mean? So, during the commercial break, I went into the kitchen, right? My brother showed me some crazy-ass fucking videos, so, um, you know how we are, we're, we're 
very open and we're very honest and we talk about so much different things on this very show. We talk about everything, right? We're not not only MMA. We talk about a little bit of everything. Woke stuff, politics, music, culture. It doesn't matter what we talk about. It matters that that's the main topic. That's the thing that we need people to hear or thinking things that we think people need to hear and they're things that we're pushing for people to hear if that makes any sense we're, we're saying or we're talking about things that are severely important so oh wow so we're gonna pull it up okay so we're watching really the, the anonymous official on youtube it took me so long to find this video these videos but he found it he, my brother found it for me here we go fucking youtube ads i don't think we'll get in trouble for this right Call of Duty again. This new 5G network that's rolling out, that is analogous to a massive... This is the video he was showing me. ...all around us. I start to experience headaches, ringing in the ears, insomnia, and a fatigue and brain fog that I'd never experienced before. On 5G. You know, that's one of the main things that people blame the coronavirus on as a 5G towers causes coronavirus. That was one of the most ridiculous things I've ever heard. Some of them actually have had to move out of their homes because they can't be in an environment which is normal now for most people. 5G has been the focus point of numerous conversations, especially because a significant part of the internet users have completely rejected the idea of this new generation of data technology. It all started with the 3G, which afterwards advanced to 4G. And now, the 5G version is more and more visible at the horizon. While it hasn't yet become completely mainstream, it is crucial wow. to understand what this technology really implies, so that decisions on how its features are helpful or not... We won't get taken down for this, right? We're not on YouTube. We're not streaming stuff that we've seen on YouTube on YouTube. We're on Spotify, baby. Spotify, we get freedom. Spotify, we can say whatever we want. Spotify, we can talk about whatever the fuck we want! Additionally, users will be able to do more with their devices because expanded bandwidth will make them more versatile than ever before. 5G will grant users more access to a larger part of the network, and so their smart devices will run much faster. As the saying goes, with every up comes a down. Here's the catch. I encourage you to start researching this for yourselves. If you simply Google EMF research, this is a screenshot of what you'll find. The World Health Organization is the first link there, and they actually in 2011 came out and said this wireless technology is possibly carcinogenic. Now there's scientists around the world that say that it's most likely carcinogenic. Here is the scientists who have not wanted the implementation of 5G, September 13th, 2017. That time was 180 scientists. That number has now grown considerably. I don't know exactly how many scientists, but a total wow. of 208,000 people have signed it, of which I think about over a thousand are scientists and doctors. Recommend a moratorium. This is fucking insane. 5G 
Telecommunications he followed the um, YouTube page. My brother just showed me this earlier, like why we were um, on the commercial break. It's called Anonymous. Oh, let me turn it down so you guys can hear me. Um, so it's called Anonymous Official on YouTube. He just showed me this earlier. Anonymous Official on YouTube. I'm giving this a like. And they're talking about like the whole 5G and how it can cause damage to the humans bodies and lungs and they're just their whole overall system and it's a very dangerous thing and technology is really advancing super quickly but realistically behind it how dangerous is, is it truly for us and stuff how dangerous is all the stuff that we're really doing and now you know we, we we really don't know too much about what's going on because there's not a lot of information out there and that's what i was talking about on the other episode of the podcast about woke culture and stuff and like that and and things being censored and censorship and shit like that that's some real important shit Professor Andrew Wood, part of the multi-institutional Australian Center for Special Magnetic Bioinvestment, believes that one of the main biological effects of electromagnetic radiation is the rise in temperature. It's a fact. In the new economy, average people are becoming millionaires faster and easier than ever before. But how do they do it? According to the news, the whole world's falling apart. Well, that's the million-dollar question. Now, if you're not interested in the million dollar answer, go ahead and skip to the end of this video, and I'm sorry for wasting Fuck time. you. Other concerns are related to much more subtle Fucking ads, man. Dealing with how long-term exposure to such radiation can trigger the development of certain types of cancer. There is enough data to support the fact that the physiological effects of electromagnetic radiation can change with frequency. This has resulted in significant reevaluation of the international radiation safety guidelines. In fact, it is strongly believed that there is enough data for a meaningful risk assessment. Professor Wood explains that when the frequency goes up, the depth of penetration into the biological tissues goes down. Therefore, eating fucking pretzels while watching this. regard to health is put on the skin and eyes rather than the brain. There is, therefore, an important amount of attention that we need to pay to how 5G radiation can affect our health. The millimeter waves that 5G operates on have very large wavelengths and very small frequencies. This makes the 5G signal weaker whenever you find yourself near a tree or when you drive behind a building. To overcome such natural and man-made obstacles, base stations and cell towers are placed at shorter distances so that a ubiquitous atmosphere of RF signals is created around us all the time. Health experts, such as Dr. Joel Moskowitz from the University of California, explain that such ubiquitous millimeter waves can trigger skin, eyes, and nervous system health issues. As these radiations come in contact with the skin, the capillaries and nerve endings in the derma can biotransmit them through molecular mechanisms wow. to the nervous system. Those who are more exposed to danger are the elderly, kids, and pregnant Regular. women. Yep. Fortunately, there are several tips you can. Everybody knows. Fucking that ads, goddammit. Recently, I'm sure a lot of people have probably made money by investing in Zoom. But did you know? You can make up to fifteen thousand four hundred fifty dollars per month without even having to invest a penny. 
I know something used to protect yourself from 5G radiations. A good place to start with is to distance yourself from 5G I promise, guys, this video is almost over. That's eight minutes long. It's two more minutes. Try as much as possible to keep your body away from them, especially when you're sleeping. Place your phone in your bag instead of carrying it around in your pocket. Another useful trick is to use an EMF measuring device. This might seem like too much, but imagine when all those additional cellular towers will appear everywhere. This EMF measuring device is helpful to identify the intensity and areas of high radiation near you. This helps to better organize yourself and minimize as much as possible your exposure to RF radiation. EMF shields are another useful tool to use so that RF radiation does not harm your body too much. These are actually EMF cases for your phone, routers, computers, and even TVs that are thought to minimize the impact of radiations by up to 92%. While these cannot provide you with as much protection as they claim to, they will, however, minimize the RF effects. A different tip to help you better cope with 5G radiation is keeping yourself updated with the news regarding its evolution. This technology keeps on evolving on a daily basis and is by far one of the biggest pieces of news of this decade. Therefore, keep up with everything new that comes out regarding 5G so that you're up to date and educated in this regard. Make your own research on how 5G develops and how you can protect yourself from the health hazards associated with this data technology. The future is quite uncertain, but the 5G technology is sure to be a part of our lives more sooner than later. While it My apologies, guys. I was really fucking stoned. And I was chewing like a lot of pretzels while on the show and all that. But we're sitting here watching some fucking anonymous videos on YouTube. It's crazy. But, okay, so that old video ended. And here's a new one. Alright, this one says, People have no idea what is really happening. We are all in trouble. You guys hear my videos about the presidency, the corruption, everything that's truly going on in this world. Things we don't know about. Things that we don't think about. Things that we do on a day-to-day -day basis and we're literally being controlled with all the things that we're doing. It's fucking crazy, right? It's like we're not safe. I mean, did you guys hear about the whole... Um, like, did you guys hear about the, um, the curfew in California by Governor Newsom? So from 10 p.m. to 5 a.m., nobody can be out doing anything that's non-essential. So it's like these motherfuckers over here trying to take our freedom away as American citizens. It doesn't make any fucking sense. I mean, do you really think, like, you, the, the most active parts of the day are and is during the day? So you're saying, okay, by the fucking time I get home, it's 10 p.m. to 5 a.m. I think I'm sleeping around 5 a.m. 10 p.m. I'm at home. I'm relaxing. I'm at home relaxing. Some people out here have jobs. Some people have jobs that they get off at 12 or so or 1 in the morning or 2 in the morning, 3 in the morning. And they're deemed essential. Those are the essential workers. I think anybody that's making money is essential. So 
fuck you, Newsom, and fuck him as a governor. And that guy needs to go, man. He's taking away people's freedom. I mean, all this other shit. I mean, they're 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 locking everything down, but they're not compensating the American people for the problems that they're causing for them. I mean, you guys are making these rules, right? You're making the rules that we got to lock down. You're making the rules that we can't open our business. You're making the rules. So, so basically, because of a pandemic, you guys are creating laws and regulations for us to follow. But you guys are not providing incentives for the humans and the American people. The EDD is not enough for people. Because not everybody can qualify for EDD as American citizens in general. You remember when they issued that first stimulus check? That was back in March. It's nearly December now. And they haven't done anything except close stuff down, open it, close stuff down, open it, not do anything for people other than argue about politics or argue about who the next president is or arguing about voter fraud and stuff like that. Basically, like, arguing about the things that don't matter. Worrying about who's going to become president. Worrying about the corruption that is behind Trump or behind Biden or the fact that Biden's almost 80 years old and he's our president. People are talking about problems that should not be talked about. We've talked about this, right? This is one of the things that we've talked about. A topic that's been not been discussed is climate change. People are blaming it on Trump. Trump's not responsible. We're responsible. I mean, the world's responsible. I mean, we're all we're all fucking humans. We have all these businesses. We have gas-powered cars. I mean, technology's evolved to the highest it's ever been, and just our bad habits every single day. I mean, all the businesses, all these factories, everything that we're we're doing in in this world is naturally deteriorating the earth and killing it off faster, causing the weather to change, causing you know obviously you know I mean winter is usually cold, summer is usually hot. For the most part, I mean it hasn't really been too crazily altered, but. It's, I mean, it's on its way. I mean, it's falling apart. I mean, all these fires and stuff, regardless if you want to get into conspiracies and stuff like that and talk about, like, if those fires were started purposely and shit like that just to get more money or something and with taxes. I don't know what the fuck it was, man. But there's just, like, people tie conspiracies to everything. So it's like, what, what do you want to be educated about? What do you want to be woke about? Go back to what I said about the freedom, about... The curfew and all that. And people should be allowed to do whatever. I mean, look at all these other different fucking countries. That I mean, it was Italy. Italy was the last one. Italy was like one of the highest rated places that had the coronavirus impact. And, you know, that was one of the first places that really started to skyrocket around. When we were starting to calm down here in the United States and in California. We were relaxed tears. And the gyms were starting to slowly but surely open back up. Italy was one of the higher places on the rise, and they just approved a stimulus check. Another stimulus. You know how many places have approved multiple stimuluses for the American, the, the the people, not the American people, but the people of them, of their of their country. And people that live there. 
Italy approves its latest package to help pandemic-hit businesses. Italy's government has approved a new package worth around 10 billion euros, 11.9 billion to support businesses hit by the second wave of the coronavirus pandemic. Under the measures approved late on Friday, Rome will immediately offer 1.9 billion euros in grants to coronavirus hit businesses and food aid for the poor. The government is um, also preparing an additional 8 billion euros to beef up aid schemes already in place. On Friday, the health ministry reported 37 1,242 new coronavirus infections and 699 deaths. As the country struggles to curb a resurgence of cases and fatalities, which are stretching its health service to its breaking point, Italy's economy is expected to contract by at least 9% this year due to lockdown measures aimed at reigning in the epidemic. The new measures are not expected to push this year's budget deficit above the current goal of 108 of gross domestic product. The Treasury said, as there was already spending leeway built into the target, the government is depending, the government is planning, excuse me, to provide an additional 15 to 20 billion euros early next year to help its economy, which will help push up the deficit in 2021. Sources have said, in an effort to rein the pandemic, the government had decided the country into divided, excuse me, the country into three zones based on their infection rates and the calibrated restrictions accordingly. Many regions, such as the industrial Piedama, I, I don't know what the fuck. I just wanted to see. I mean, this is the fact that all these other countries are getting, you know, stimulus is like it's a thing to do. Like their EDD. Everybody's getting EDD, right? In California. I can't tell you how many people have paid at my at my job with an EDD card. I mean, I understand we're going through a coronavirus pandemic and there's absolutely nothing that we can sincerely do about it. So I'm not going to sit here and judge people that pay with a unemployment EDD card. Everybody's going through the things. It's just, if you look at our government, if you look at our politics, you look at the Democrats, the Republicans, everybody's so divided. Even during a pandemic, everybody's divided. Everybody's divided. They don't agree. They don't care. They don't think about it. Like if people's lives are on the line and people have continuously um, died from the coronavirus and regardless of whether or not these guys can agree on a stimulus package or do all these other different things, people are going to die because of your daily actions, because of what you do, because your body may not be able to unfortunately fight off the virus while there's people that work out there's people that diet properly there's people that have strong immune systems that come from a strong background of strong families strong individuals and fortunately they're able to fight off the virus they feel a couple symptoms a few days later they're feeling a little bit better they have the coronavirus yet they're feeling better and they don't have any long-term effects hopefully that's what the standard is that's what we're wanting to see and stuff like that. But then you got those people, you know, the people that have actually died from Corona, not the ones that the government has deemed or the, the hospitals have deemed death by coronavirus, even though it wasn't a death by coronavirus. They just had it and they wanted to count it as a death to frighten people and to incite panic. That's just some things that, 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 that they do. 
to incite panic because we're in, we're in a position to where the whole entire world is going through the same problem. It's not the different countries or the leaders of the different countries or what everything is going on there. It's it's the fact that this problem is all around the world. And this problem is the coronavirus pandemic. It's everywhere. It's not just in China. It's not just in America. It's not in Russia. It's not in Italy. It's not in Ireland. It's in the entire world population. So from that, there's no, there's no way. It's just a depending on the separate countries and their ways and their efforts to fight it individually. Because there's not one big national world leader that's going to tell everybody how to fight these. It's different places, different states, different regulations, different rules, different laws, different curfews, different things that are going on that we have no control over. Does that make sense? It's crazy to say. It's crazy to think. And this has been one of the most informative podcasts. This one's better than the last. Definitely here to sit here and talk about some really important things. But it's like, you know, these people at the top let and don't care. They don't care about their American citizens. And this pandemic should show you because this is the worst position that the United States has been in in quite some time since the last pandemic, since the last crazy thing. I remember when swine flu was here. I remember when all that shit was a real thing. But it just only shows you that these people can't put their pride aside and pass multiple multiple stimulus bills for its people. Because, like, you know, you sit here and you think about it. These people lost their bit. People have lost their businesses. Places have gone up for sale because they've been unable to generate businesses. Now, honestly, if you think about it, if those businesses were open, that's adding to the potential rise in coronavirus positive tests. But it's inevitable. It's inevitable. And what I mean by it being inevitable. Is that people are going to test positive. If you go get tested, you test positive, boom. That should be a breath of fresh air. Uh, um, not only a breath of fresh air, but a weight off your back if you survive. If you're able to get through it, you may be fortunate while some are less fortunate. But the fact is, you know that your body fights it off and you have a low risk chance of contracting it again within a month or so. Even if you are in front of someone that may have had it. How does that work? Is, is that even proven? Because like, I mean, I've seen a couple of things on the internet and, and reports of people contracting the virus twice. And, um, and shit like that. But... You know, it's mainly about the positive tests. Like, you know, it's all about how much tests are, you know, being put in. Because for for a long time, for a short or long time, that was one of the problems, not having enough tests for people. So people are just running around doing normal day-to-day activities, not knowing what they had. Not knowing, you could be perfectly fine, but Miss Elma... In the grocery store, who's elderly, who has a bunch of cats at home, may not 
have such that best immune system. And Miss Elma may go into the store and walk in. Oh, I'm here to get my oatmeal. And next thing you know, Miss Elma starts coughing. <coughs> little dry throat. I, I can't smell the porridge anymore. What's going on? I can't breathe. And then all of a sudden, Miss Elma decides to call her daughter in. And you go to the fucking hospital and test for COVID-19, right? And then after that, boom, you test positive. Miss Elma is on a ventilator. Miss Elma dies, unfortunately. That's the world we live in. And if you think about it, I was telling this Lyft driver the other day, right? I was talking about it. I said that. Regardless of the government's efforts to contain this coronavirus and all that, I know that there's like been a select few businesses and stuff like Home Depot, Walmart, Target. You know, a couple people got to come out for a couple people to go in. So you don't have the ability to walk in directly within your own freedom. Like, you can't just walk in. You got to wait in line. There's long-ass lines in places. And what do you guys have? You have long-ass lines of people waiting to get in a building that's enclosed. I mean, obviously, these people are standing outside waiting in line, but you guys have people gathered together regardless of if you like it or not. Walmart I mean, when I went into the Walmart not that long ago, I mean, it was pretty fucking packed, let me be honest with you guys. I mean, people had their masks on, they were doing the normal things that they're normally doing, but realistically, if I had a coronavirus detector and just went out to multiple places, I'm sure that shit says everywhere. It's only a matter of if you guys are feeling symptoms. It's only a matter of if you're feeling, I mean, it's that you could be feeling perfectly fine, right? But you could pass it off to Miss Sue, Miss Alma, like we were talking about earlier. She's a made-up character, but you could be high and happy and jolly and running around just being absolutely perfectly fine, and you could pass it off, and you could, could potentially kill her. You could kill humans. You're responsible for murder, essentially. You want to use the word essentially, you're responsible for murder. Slowly but surely, because these people's bodies fail, they go in the hospital, and unfortunately they're not able to pass up the coronavirus that's in their system. You know what I mean? It's sad. It's a wake-up call for people to take their diets more seriously, like Joe Rogan said. And... You know, unfortunately, even with or without a proper diet or anything like that, you know, it's it's still going to happen. But you want to know something? Let's go, let's go back to the supermarket talk. We were supposed to watch this anonymous video. It's still on. And I do want to play that and we'll, we'll, we will talk about this. And then we're going to we're going to go to an hour today. We have 15 minutes left. But I just wanted to quickly talk about this point. So 
you know how the government and you know Newsom and everybody in fucking California, everyone just like regulations for everybody. You guys are having your freedoms limited. They're closing the gyms. You can't go af- out after a certain amount of time. The the bars, you can't go out in a bar. You can't gather. You can't go and enjoy Thanksgiving weekend. Uh, stay home. Don't go out. Don't do this for Thanksgiving. Don't live life. Don't enjoy yourself. Basically, is what they're saying, right? So, you get that. But that's not even what I was trying to bring up. Okay, so what it is? They're trying to contain the spread of the coronavirus. Yet, we're all guilty of doing this, ladies and gentlemen. Get ready. Drum roll, please. Um, going into fucking Walmarts, going into Savemart, going into Safeway, going into Food Mats, going into um, Winco. Everywhere you motherfuckers go. You're spreading it, regardless. You go and reach out for those fruits. You put in those tomatoes in your bag to slice up to put in your salad later. You're, you're putting those carrots on there that have that water spreading from a dirty-ass hose that probably isn't constantly cleaned all the time. Same thing with the water, the, the soda dispensers in fast food places. You know, the little dispensers and shit that the water comes out. How often do those people clean those? They only change the syrup for the soda every so often. I know because I've worked in a fast food place and I've never seen them clean those. I've only seen someone clean those once within like six months or so. So on top of that, on top of people reaching for things, deciding they want a product at the store like a Walmart or Target or high place place like a mall or something like that. And how many times do they decide to put it back? How many times do they decide to put it back? Ah, wait, never mind. I don't want that product. Wait, never mind. It doesn't fit me. Wait, and nah, I'm going to save money. Oh, wait, I want to get this one instead. Oh, let's go to another store, see if they have it cheaper. They put their shit back. They touch it with their hands, and they could have something and put it all over the place, and nobody knows. That's the thing. Like, it's going to spread regardless. It's just a matter of, number one, your body reacting and you're feeling symptoms. Number two, if you're not feeling anything, you're continually going to go and enjoy your life like a crazy bat out of hell and just be a normal person not knowing that you may have symptoms or a potential to spread the virus to someone when you're feeling perfectly fine. And number three is if you go and decide to get tested. Because all these, you know, oh, you know, test the rates going up and all this stuff. People are going and getting tested more. We're having access to more testing. We're being able to have more access to testing because you have to get it paid for. You know how much those coronavirus tests are paid for? Some people can't afford them because they don't have health care. And health care is a huge problem in America. And you, know, you shouldn't, basically, in my opinion, you should not have to struggle on getting health care. Health care should be free to all. Because not all people are quite fortunate, if that makes sense. If you look at the homeless people. Look at all the homeless people in California. San Francisco, Los Angeles, Modesto, Stockton, Central Valley, Southern California. It's everywhere, man. And all bark but no bite is essentially how you describe the way that the United States has handled this coronavirus impact. All bark, no bite. Yes, the rates dropped for a little bit. Yes, people somewhat decided to go back to normal life despite everything that's going on. Yes, it's winter and the rates are skyrocketing. It's flu season. 
um, people are just not wanting to fucking concede and stay home and be bored. We want to live our lives. It's basically like, you know, you decide and you're putting your freedoms on the line. That's what it is. And you can decide to go to that party. You can decide to have that chick over. You can decide to go and do this and that. But you're putting your life on the line. And the people that are in your family and around you on the line. And it's like, what do they want people to do, though? Just sit at home and not go to the store? Sit at home and not go pay your bills? Sit at home and not work? Make Not make money? Become homeless? Become a drug addict? Commit suicide? What do you want from people? That's what it is, right? So there's really no winning in this unless, like I said, we talked on the last podcast about this, unless a so-called vaccine is the idea. If they can distribute this vaccine like they uh, routinely issue it every year around December when it's flu season. Oh, guys, reminder to get your flu shots. Here, come visit your local Walgreens for a local for a flu shot, a free flu shot. We're offering free flu shots. Come get your flu shot. Now, imagine maybe three or four years from now, two, three, four years, maybe one year or so, depending on how long it takes for them to get to this point. Imagine them saying, oh, guys, come get your coronavirus test for free. We're offering here at Walgreens. We're offering corona test at Walgreens. Right? We got to get to this 10-minute video that Anonymous posted. I really want to talk about it. But, yeah, like I said, it's if that can be a normal thing, if people can really survive because these tests are actually legitimate, and it's no conspiracies. There's nothing else behind there. We're not going to talk about any of that. But if it was legitimate and that could be the solution, then we can reopen our establishments. We can reopen our economy. We can do all these amazing things. We can live again. We can live again as humans and as Americans doesn't matter. You don't even have to be American. It's just a matter of being free. And the fact that this virus happened makes it to where you're not as free because these your government, your city, wherever you're from, has lockdowns. They have tiers depending on where the fuck you live at. You can live in different countries. Coronavirus is there. Anywhere you go, there's coronavirus unless you're one of those lucky-ass people that have a low-ass freaking rate and stuff like that. But... Anyways, guys, let's get to that 10-minute video. This is that, We're going to close the show out here. Um, really good show. I really enjoyed this one, man. Hopefully it doesn't get taken off down or anything. It's not on YouTube or anything like that. So I don't think we have to worry about none of that bullshit. You ain't taking me down, motherfuckers. Let's go. Let's watch this shit. People have no idea what's really happening. We are all in trouble. This is from Anonymous Official on YouTube. We're listening to this shit. To close the show. Appreciate you guys. Follow us on Twitter. At KWTK Pod, G the King Official on Instagram, G the King MMA on Twitter, and so forth. Here we go. I'll shut. I'll shut the fuck up now. And in doing that, all the power and influence of this world is flowing right to them, and people don't understand how this works because they don't really know enough about themselves. Ultimately, all knowledge that is really a solution to this problem is self-knowledge. What their main aims are is to put the human population into a trance-like state that resembles sleep, that resembles hypnosis, and basically bring in a completely closed society or a police state. 
and they're very close to achieving this objective. I believe they abolish the police, defund the police. Which is what we really have now. That's what people they say. Motherfuckers, you know you'd be first to call 911 if someone's breaking into your home. So I don't want to hear anybody say that they want the police gone. You know you don't want the police gone. Just don't do dumb shit that's going to get the police attracted to you, stupid ass. Stupid asses. You know, you know, you, you know most of those people that say abolish the police or defund would be the first ones to call if there was something going on that they needed the police for if you didn't have it or take it into your own hands you cannot lie to me and say that all right i'm sorry i'll shut, I'll shut the fuck up we're getting a little buzz here on the show but we're getting we're getting lit up baby in their society will eventually end up enslaved and that's just how it works people who want their ignorance deserve the dictatorship they're going to get it is richly earned by them they have chosen it of their own free will they're people who think they're god people who think that they control get close fucking ads baby god is in there moses told his people the actions of other people who aren't really breaking any natural law or violating the natural law rights of others in fact that's what the governments police forces and militaries of this world do every single day is violate natural laws we'll get to so true freedom is external anarchy the falling away of the chains that have for so long bound this planet true freedom no external rulership of others and that's what a police state is people who think they have the right to do this stuff and they don't and they never will get that right the problem is we've handed over our responsibility by even creating forces like these because we don't want to deal with our own house we've not morally educated our young so they grow up to be criminals and then we want controller to come in and clean up something that we should have handled to begin with education is really ultimately the key and not trying to put together forces of controllers to save ourselves from our own ignorance it'll never work like that because it's always based in fear so when we hand over our natural law right to use force to another individual group or entity we have abdicated our personal responsibility and our personal responsibility is really the foundational basis for the discovery and the understanding of natural law those who would give up essential liberty to purchase a little temporary safety deserve neither and will lose both. You give up your liberty because you want to be safe, you're going to lose both your liberty and your safety. And that's what's happening in our society. They must find it difficult, those who have taken authority as truth rather than truth as authority. Because ultimately what this is all about is free will. And it's about free will whether to go along with the system or to refuse to cooperate with a system that's enslaving people. And ultimately it's about whether to follow along with natural law principles or whether to ignore them. And we're going to see what results when we do those things. I don't really think enough people understand what's really going on as far as mind control is concerned. You don't hear them bringing this up in other events. You see a small core group of people that do understand it and grasp it, but it's a tiny amount in comparison to the numbers of people that do even belong to these activist groups. And while this is one of the best activist groups in the area, the majority of their membership do not really grasp the dynamic, again, about the human psyche, the occult. Were you recently injured in a car accident? 
Look at this check for $160,000. If you're looking to get money you're owed for an injury, I want you to imagine you and your family getting that money because I know a way that you can. Now, before you think I'm crazy, I want to show you how you can get the money that you are owed in the next 30 days. Now, if you've thought about hiring an attorney before, but you didn't because you were unsure or you had reservations, it's not your fault. You were probably given no guidance and couldn't get a straight answer out of anyone about how much money you could actually make. I want you to capitalize on a limited opportunity that can have you cashing out a massive check in the next 30 days. This opportunity won't last long and it's perfect for anybody who's been in a car accident in the last 10 years. Do you still think it's impossible? I'm willing to guarantee that by clicking on the link below and filling out the 15 second quiz, you will get an instant quote on how much your case is worth and me and my team will help you get the money you deserve in as little as the next 30 days. Still think it's too good to be true? Let me tell you about our client, Steven. Now, when Steven first came to us, he was really unsure if his case was going to be worth anything. He was facing a lot of uncertainties in his life. And I don't think there's anything occult happening. They don't believe in the occult. They don't believe in mind control, period. A lot of them think it's all political, financial motivations that have largely to do with greed. And they don't understand that this is about the human soul is what this is about, folks. This is about the human soul. Let's make no mistake about it. Let's put it right out on the table in very clear and easy to understand terms that mince no words. This is about the human soul. And the problem with most people is they don't believe in the human soul. They think that this is a biological machinery is what we are. And they think the only thing that's motivating the factors that are going on that we don't like is greed. Well, it's about so much far beyond that, okay? That's one of the symptoms. That's not the root thing that's going on. That's not the root factor, okay? That's, that's one of the, the vehicles for this control. Because ultimately what's about owning your soul. Now, there it is said right out in the open. And that takes place through the control of the human mind. That's how that takes place. And you know what? They largely got just about everybody on this world. Just about everyone. So, when we're talking about mind control, essentially what we mean is the manipulation of human perception. This is ancient, dark psychology. This is dark occultism. When you really boil it down, that's what the occult is. People don't really understand what the methodologies of the occult or mind control in particular are in a wider sense. That's why we do this show here. That's why we talk about these manipulation tactics to know about how the mind can be manipulated and persuaded and how the perceptions of it can be shaped and engineered is critical. It is of paramount importance. It isn't negative. It's information. What we do with information imbues it with either positive energy. 
What's up, Tim Sykes, Millionaire Mentor and Trader, here with $10,000. A lot of you think you need $10,000 to get started in the stock market. That's nonsense! That's ridiculous! You don't need that much to really make it in the stock market. Click the link just below. Get this free book that I wrote teaching exactly how I... Negative energy. But information in and of itself is never... Especially if I can tell you guys about everything that we've already done and talked about and what we've done in the background, of course. We've got about um, eight minutes or two more minutes left here. Um, quickly follow us on Twitter and Instagram at KWTK Pod, as well as uh, my Instagram, G the King Official, G the King MMA on Twitter as well, ladies and gentlemen. So. Like I said, without further ado, when we're out of here, we're out of here. So, um, when this finishes, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to wrap it up. And then the show will be available later on for you guys to stream within less than 20 minutes, ladies and gentlemen. So, I appreciate you guys for joining us here. And now, I'm going to shut the fuck up to enjoy the last couple minutes of this. This is fucking a crazy podcast, huh? Pretty woke one, I have said. It's a pretty, pretty good one. expecting to stop a powerful locomotive with your arm out at arm's length. Good luck with that. Good luck with that. If we go against natural law, that's the kind of world of chaos that we're going to create. Very simply, you're the way out. It's up to you. It's all up to the individual. You need to understand the principles of natural law. You need to understand how natural law works. You need to understand the difference between right, right and wrong. You need to claim your sovereignty. You need to claim your own personal responsibility and stop making excuses. And that's when we will advance as a species. The answer is looking back from the mirror. You are the answer. Okay? You are the way out through your own edification through your own education, true education, okay? Paying attention, using your time and attention well spent, okay? Spend them well because they are spiritual currencies. And that's the way out. That's hey, I'm Taylor, and Fuck this is Rumpus, and I'm going to show you how to your online teacher business. Let's go. First, Photoshop. The way toward evolutionary progress up the ladder of consciousness and breaking the chains of this world and stepping out into a new world of harmony, peace, and prosperity together, hand in hand. The chemical wedding, the left and right brain brought into harmony and unison with each other and our thoughts, emotions, and actions brought into unison and non-duality. that is the end of our show ladies and gentlemen appreciate you guys for joining us we'll be back obviously uh we'll be back tomorrow morning 
if not tomorrow morning, Monday morning, because we do have the whole week off, the first, like, probably 70% of the day off, so we'll have podcasts continuing, 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 and continuing throughout the entire time, ladies and gentlemen, so we'll have podcasts throughout the entire week, and all that, and stuff like that, so you don't have to worry about us taking a long time to come back because we will come back we'll come back sooner rather than later ladies and gentlemen uh wow fuck on it uh we will be back sooner rather than later as gabriel hernandez officially signing off for today ladies and gentlemen appreciate you guys for joining us here on this episode of kicking it with the king episode 307 i can't wait to title this one baby all right we're out of here ladies and gentlemen Bitches.